Hey everyone, we are live for the Sunday weekly warm-up here with the Teach Better team. We have a beautiful guest with us who I'm so thrilled is being brought to our network. I know she blogs with us. You probably are familiar with her work, but today the interview happens. I am here live with Brad Hughes. And of course, as many of you are already excited for, we will also be announcing another Teach Better featured speaker, a part of our 2023 lineup. As many of you know, at the beginning of April, we have made a speaker announcement during this show, and that will continue through the first week of May. So we are really excited to kind of wrap up that beautiful announcement to get you all ready to submit your proposals in May. And then, of course, join us this October as we stream in our private Facebook group over with the Teach Better team. Please know that all your comments are seen by everybody. So just as much as we are excited to have some good discussion here this evening to get you ready for the week, we also want you communicating and chatting with those around you as well. So make sure to throw in the comments if you're here. Tell us where you're viewing from, and we'll be right back for a great show. Thank you for joining our Sunday weekly warm up where the Teach Better team streams live every single Sunday evening to get you ready for your week. I am joined by a wonderful guest, but first and foremost, let's say hi to Brad Hughes. Brad, how are you? Hi, Ray Hewitt. I'm doing great. Uh, welcome in, Teach Better family, to our weekly opportunity to reconnect and to get you ready for your week, whatever your important role in education might be. A, a way to shake off the Sunday scaries, a way to highlight incredible guests, uh, maybe some good news and some special announcements coming up about uh, Teach Better 23. Ray Hewitt, how are you and how has your weekend been? Oh, weekend has been good. I'm excited to dive into that. I really want to know from all of you listening how the weather's been where you are because I heard a rumor that everybody had great weather last week and that surely mm -hmm. included the Chicagoland area. I want to throw it over to our guest to have her introduce herself. And I know that you had good weather with you because we just talked about it. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Uh, my name is Ipek Williamson. Uh, I'm an insight coach, meditation teacher, speaker, and author. And um the reason why I'm here, I believe, is because um, educators and uh, children, students are so uh, much near and dear to my heart. Uh, I, I wrote a children's book, as you know, Ray. Yes. And, I have and, a copy and read it with our daughters all the time. <laughs> yes, thank you. And uh, even though I work a lot with adults, uh, professionals, uh, as a coach, uh, and uh, I'm very... Um, in, involved in um, advocating mindfulness and meditation for both children and adults. Uh, I love to also uh, guide educators uh, in uh, being more mindful and uh, taking better care of themselves because that's, they are the ones who are nurturing our children. Mm -hmm. So I think they are they must they are the most important uh, part of our society. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm really uh, passionate about helping both educators, teachers, administrators and also students. 
You know, this seems so timely. Brad and I were just talking about mental health on our Wednesday show together. And I know that our community is constantly looking for good tips and tricks. We had the opportunity of meeting in person in December. I can't believe it was that long ago. And what I really valued about getting to connect with you was your passion for this topic, but also your dedication to helping others with real solutions. Mm -hmm. And you obviously practice what you preach, which is going to lead for a great discussion later on. Before we get too far in, will you tell us a little bit about where you're located? Because I know Brad's familiar with it. <laughs> yes, uh, just like Brad, I'm from Ontario, Canada, even though from another city, uh, we are quite close. Uh, so uh, I'm, yes, I'm in Sarnia, uh, right at the border with Michigan. So cool. I love it. I love that location is always relative. Like Brad and I joke that we're close compared to some of the other educators on the Teach Better team when really we're not close at all. You guys are much closer, but you're still hours away. But it's always yeah. nice to connect with people from other other communities. You know, Ray, I shared with EPEC in a conversation earlier that my grandparents lived for many years uh, about 40 to 45 minutes south of EPEC on, on the St. Clair River. Mm -hmm. uh, and I spent many, many uh, childhood weekends and holidays mm -hmm. uh, watching the ships go by on the St. Clair River and yeah. maybe taking a boat ride across to Marine City, Michigan for uh, some special treats and really, really good times. They're a beautiful part of our province and, and uh, a, a really up close and personal look at our neighbors in the U.S. just across the river. Mm -hmm. We do. And uh, I love the beach here. This, that's the best thing about this city. I love the beach. <laughs> so fun. I love that. I hope that you will commit to spending some time at the beach when the weather gets nice. Is that what typically your, your summer plans include? Oh. Did you do any of that this weekend? Uh, not this weekend, not yet, but uh, we are going there to walk at the moment. But in summer, every day, every day we are there. Every day we are in the lake. <laughs> I love seeing that in the comments of people saying that there's snow and rain coming. I just want everyone to know, I know that I'm ignoring it. Last week, we got to the 80s here in the Chicagoland mm -hmm. area. It was beautiful for a week. There were sunburns. Now it's been raining. It's in the 30s, but it was still, I want to soak up every minute we can. I see Julie's comment before that snow and rain come. Brad, did you enjoy your weekend? Beautiful weekend, and like Epec, uh, and like you, Ray, beautiful, sunny, warm temperatures here in southwestern Ontario. Uh, wonderful chance to get outside. Uh, did some yard work, did some puttering around the garage, uh, took, care, took care of some home improvement tasks, and had a little time for some carpentry as well. Just enjoyed the beautiful weather. And hey, let's look at this uh, unseasonably warm weather as a gift and an opportunity. Let's not focus on the shift in the weather, which is, is inevitable. Here in Ontario, we have what we call false spring you get these spring or summer like temperatures and then all of a sudden the rain and maybe some snow some april snow or even early may snow maybe ray and epec you know that well but you know let's look at that as, as, a, as a as a gift uh, a gift that we've enjoyed and uh, it'll make us relish that warm weather those warm temperatures when they return again not so far away it was definitely a gift of hope. Yes, I, I felt very empowered by the sun being out. I will admit, I tried a new sport this weekend. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my whole body sore, my arms, my legs, my torso, my tush, my feet. I didn't do the sport right, clearly, because every, like, not just my hands, but my upper arm, like, every everything 
So what I is wonder that? If our, I wonder if our listeners and viewers might uh, pop in the comments and guess which sport Ray tried for the first time that's 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 left her uh twisted up like a pretzel yes i will clarify i tried it for the first time my hands whole arm torso thighs tush yep it all hurts so i would love to see the guesses we got to get a few guesses before i before i out myself just so people know though when i admit it they're all going to roll their eyes brad you know our community they are they they are harsh with their judgment and i love them for it um, any sports that you guys enjoy typically that you would get sore doing, what, what would you guys be spending your time with? Uh, I, I don't do that kind of sports. I'm more like a swimming or walking kind of person. See, but you can get sore walking and swimming. So that's, that's fair. But you, you know, if you're doing it consistently, I guess you're not getting too sore. Mm -hmm. Yes. This sport had very little walking, and that surprised me a lot. I thought there would be more walking. Okay. Mm -hmm. A sport with walking. Brad, what about you? Any sports that you do that make you sore or activities you do frequently that make you sore? No, I, I tend to avoid activities that you know are going to make me sore unless I'm, I'm sort of overdoing it. I uh, love being outside, and whether it's uh, yard work or work in the garage or work around the house, I... I I find that time just drifts away when I'm involved in those kind of tasks. And sometimes, sometimes I can just overdo it. Uh, but uh, no, I, I love cycling. I'm an avid bowler. Uh, I'm a curler in the winter as well. Um, and uh, love all kinds of physical activities, especially walks with the dog. Uh, so mm -hmm. unlikely for me to injure myself uh, going for a walk, unless we just really <laughs> take it easy. Uh, Nikki and Julianne Ray are now guessing golf. Uh, and uh, that, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued there too. I wonder if uh, you were golfing and maybe rather than walking on the course, you took a cart. That is exactly what we did this weekend. <laughs> I golfed with both my mothers and Matt and there was way more, first of all, way more cart driving and holding on to the cart than I expected. <laughs> and then did you know you got to like swing your whole body to hit that golf ball? My, I am sore. So if any of you need to need a fun sport, uh, I need a buddy to practice with because I am out of my league. And I am also with Nikki in the comments that she wants to try curling. So Brad, maybe we need to come see you for that. 100%. I'd be happy to put on a clinic. And uh, Ray, it looks like uh, you. I was puttering this weekend and you were also puttering just in a different way. <laughs> so true. So true. Well, hopefully we all are entering into a week with our bodies feeling good. I feel like one more good day of stretching might be what I need. I feel like that's, that's in my future, maybe after the show. <laughs> Ray, do we have a, a, a golf uh, tournament planned uh, when we all get together in October for teach better 23? Is there a, an optional golf tournament our teach better family could get into? Brad, this is the problem with being live with you. Is first off, every time you say something, our community thinks that we should make all of Brad's ideas happen. Okay. And I got two, not one, two <laughs> messages after Wednesday, Brad suggested we needed a hot air balloon in Akron, Ohio. I got two contacts for Akron balloon, hot air balloon contacts. So I don't know. But then how dare you suggest a golf tournament because you know there's people on our team like Dave, like Jeff, like Chad, who'd be like, golf tournament? That sounds like a great idea. No, <laughs> we can't. We are going to be too busy networking. 
having dinner together, watching sessions. We we can't fit golf in too. Do you all remember how exhausted we were after that conference? I I, I remember. I I just think I don't know. I I think a best ball golf tournament among you know Teach Better family and friends would be kind of restorative. Maybe a way to get geared up for the conference, or I don't know, maybe a little bit of uh, extra time afterwards to kind of just kind of relax and just stay connected before we head our separate ways. I don't know. So we all struggle getting substitutes and getting time off, but let's take the whole week off before the Teach Better conference. <laughs> we'll do golfing, hot air ballooning, and then we'll get into sessions and networking. And by the end of it, we'll be different people. We'll be better for it. I mean, that's essentially what we did in Vegas together when we met. So let's just do it. I think uh, that I'll have more uh, ideas to come, Ray. And it just, I mean, I want to say the sky's the limit, but uh, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, like the hot air balloon, we have to come back down to earth sometime. One thing that will help us come down to earth right before we get into this discussion, because I definitely want to pick um, so many different topics apart here with this discussion, is we have a speaker announcement here for our Teach Better Conference 2023. This is an announcement we're doing every single week for five weeks, and we are in week three of this experiment or experience. It's not an experiment. We know it's going to work. Um, Brad, are you ready for this before? And then after that, we'll celebrate our announcement and head into our great discussion. It sounds great. I'm so excited about what everyone is about to learn about our, our next guest speaker. Let her roll. what you do I love what I do because of the fact that number one I can make a difference for that one person that doesn't feel like they can keep going that one person that is struggling through something anything at all I always try to make sure I connect with my audience because of the transparency and the vulnerability I have to be transparent because you never know what someone in that audience that's listening to you is going through. What's your favorite travel snack as you head to Teach Better 23? Oh, Lordy, I have tons of snacks that I take with me, but my favorite are those little, um, I don't know if you all have seen them, but uh, Bel the Belvita snacks. Oh, those are my favorite. As always, um, teaching better, living better, trying to make a difference. And don't forget that you all are the difference makers in education. Oh my gosh, so much to celebrate there with Rizzo joining the Teach Better Conference 2023. We are so excited to have her. She has not only been on our Sunday show, as many of you might be familiar, she's been on 12 Hour Live. She's a part of the Teach Better Speakers Network, so she may not be a big surprise. But holy cow, don't you love her energy? And secretly, I want both my arms tattooed just like <laughs> we really enjoyed getting to know uh, Rizzo on uh, a previous edition of uh, the Sunday weekly warm up, which is where we are. We're here uh, together in the Teach Better private Facebook group, teachbettergroup.com, is where you found us and where you can find us week after week. Uh, and uh, we have uh, Bree, we have Steve, Hannah. Megan and Nikki in the comments joining us. And uh, we also have a very special guest after we've unveiled Rizzo as our next guest speaker, uh, our guest tonight, Epek Williamson. Uh, welcome, Epek. And uh, we're looking forward to getting to know you even better and getting to know your work as, a, as an author, uh, as mm -hmm. a meditation coach, uh, as a wellness advocate. 
Uh, and especially with your passion around uh, educator wellness, uh, knowing that serving the educators that serve our kids is in everyone's best interest. Of course, of course. Thank you. Thank Yvette, you. I need you to commit live while our whole community is watching. Will you submit a proposal to speak at 2023? Well, uh, yes, I would love to. I will. Good. For sure. We would definitely love to have you in addition to CJ Reynolds, who's been announced as one of our Friday keynotes, as well as Rizzo and Kimberly Carthens. We'll be right back for our deep dive discussion. Brad, get ready for this discussion. I've been waiting to interview her. Let's do this. Let's dive into this discussion. I have been so excited to officially interview you since December because you have so much to share and your resources are not just things I want to suggest to our community, but resources that I've actually used in my life. And I really, really, really love the fact that you have created resources that are so accessible to not just educators who are listening, but also students bringing this into the classroom and also to help our personal relationship as well of our professional one. So Brad Hughes, where do you think we should get started? Wow. So, so many places to get started. EPAC, I, I, we're always curious to know what lights you up about your role. And so if you want to begin the conversation, letting us know what, what delights you about the work you do and, and where do you see the excitement and hope uh, that, uh, that, that fuels you to keep going? Thank you for this great question, Brad. Um, well, my mission statement uh, on my website is bringing the world closer to calm, one beautiful soul at a time. And everything I do is aligned with that mission statement. So I live to um, bring mindfulness, calmness, peace, joy to everyone I come in contact with, be it children or adults or educators. Um, Everything I do, every project I am in is in line with this statement. So um, what lights me up is seeing that I'm making a difference in people's lives. Uh, so as I said, I'm a meditation teacher and coach, and uh, I'm a, a teacher with the Insight Timer meditation app. And today, actually, I submitted my 70th, 7-0, <laughs> meditation uh, for uh, approval. Uh, and this morning, actually, I also checked how many times my meditations were played through that app. And I, the total number is now, in two years' time, 139,412. <laughs> So uh, this kind of stuff lights me up, seeing that something I'm giving out, putting out, creating is accepted, like received mm -hmm. by people. And some of these meditations are for children, specific for children. Um, and... Uh, I really believe that uh, new generations, especially now, they are living with, under so much stress. There are so many fears, so many worries that uh, in their little like 
young brains, they have to, they try to um, like make sense of. Um, and I believe that if we can help children uh, feeling safer, happier, more peaceful, um, it will make our teachers and educators job much easier too. You have well, something to say? <laughs> I, I do, because I want to continue to elaborate on the use of this app. I know there's so many other things that we're going to be able to touch on, but what I loved is the accessibility. I really want to emphasize this for our teachers, because initially when I heard you share about this in December, I thought, well, I won't enjoy that, but could I bring it into the classroom? You know, there were so many times that we intentionally choose music or moments to calm our students, whether it be after lunch, at the beginning of the school day, in, in between long days of testing. And immediately I was like, this is something I would like, like to use. As I explored it, though, I found so many personal uses as well. I'd love for you to restate the app's name and then also share how an educator unfamiliar with maybe this type of work might get started. Uh, yes, thank you, Ray. Uh, its name is, uh, the app is called Insight Timer. And uh, the nice part of this app is that there are thousands and thousands of meditations and they are all accessible for free. And all the live events that are uh, done by the app teachers are also free. So, um, and for anyone who's uh, starting new and trying to like get a taste of meditation, I would definitely suggest them to start with, there are sh very short one minute, two minute breathing technique uh, meditations, like one minute meditations. Start with that. Try that. See if you like it. Continue with it. And when you feel the need to go longer, pick another, a little bit longer one. For example, my meditations, I have four-minute meditation, seven-minute meditation. I have 56-minute meditation too. So uh, everybody's uh, meditation style is unique. One that works for one person might not work for the other. So it's... Uh, we see meditation as uh, something that um, there are so many myths around it that people think that I have to sit in a certain way uh, at a certain time for a certain amount of time. Uh, no, you can do anything that works for you, that resonates for you and go from there. I love when you shared that with me in December, because it was so, it made me so much more comfortable hearing from you that that was true, that you felt like there were so many myths that weren't correct, that you could do it at any time, and that you can start with 60 seconds. I mean, how inviting is starting something new that will only take 60 seconds? I know, Brad, not to get too personal with the two of us, but we specifically talked about mental health on Wednesday. And I will admit, I used a one minute breathing exercise on this app earlier today because I was feeling anxious. I, I wasn't sure what route I was going to go to deal with that. 
Brad, 60 seconds. We can all, we all have 60 seconds, whether it be the beginning, middle or end of our day to focus on ourselves. And it makes a world of a difference. I agree. It, it, it makes, it, it does make a world of difference for me too, Ray. I'm a, a, a beginning meditator and like Epec identified, it, it's about finding ways or apps or colleagues or uh, it's about finding coaching that helps you to access uh, some stillness, uh, some some peace of mind. Mm -hmm. And as educators, if we are able to find those ways into uh, a state of relaxation, states of calm, uh, we also can model that calm and share that calm with those in our care. And there's also an opportunity for us to model uh, those breathing activities or those mindfulness activities for our kids, many of whom are in desperate need of that kind of modeling and, and our school communities, we want to build, you know, more peace within. Epec, what, what are you hearing from your clients and contacts that is, is, makes the most significant difference for them as they begin to meditate based on your coaching? Meditation is like a medication that builds up in time. Uh, that's why it's important to keep on meditating, even if it's a short amount of time. Because like, for example, antidepressants, when you start taking them, it takes at least three, four weeks for it to build up in your system and start working properly. Meditation is the same. When you start meditating one minute, one minute, one minute, if you do that every day, even if you start with 10 deep breaths, that's it. Take every day 10 deep breaths and start with that. But if you are doing it, if, if you commit to doing it every day, you will see the difference it will create, how more peaceful you become, how more patient you become, uh, how more accepting and understanding you become. And that is because meditation is changing our brain chemistry. It's a like proven fact, which scientists say this. So um, that's why it's an amazing free tool that is provided to anybody in the world. And my um, ultimate dream is to have every ch child in every classroom to start their day with at least five minutes of meditation. And if that would be possible, I guarantee you the success level will rise. The peace, calm will rise. The bullying will go down and every other negative, anything that is happening in schools will go down. I guarantee you. So I have a vision, I think, of how I might introduce this to my students at the beginning of the day, or I really, for whatever reason, I'm stuck on like right after lunch, because that's such a chaotic time when, I mean, in middle school. Yeah. Um, but have you, have you seen teachers do it differently? How do you start this process? Could mm -hmm. you start it in the beginning of April? Because so many educators, I was just talking to one earlier today, was talking to me about how testing is coming. I thought this might be a great opportunity to begin if you if you are in this phase in April. Yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yes, uh, especially in uh, the uh, 
timeframes where the exams are coming up, some tests are coming up, uh, both uh, students and educators get more stressed out. So, uh, of course, uh, there are some tools and techniques that they can start using slowly uh, and introducing them to their uh, students. Uh, in I, I wrote two blog posts for uh, Teach Better, and uh, one of them, uh, the title of them is Why Teaching Children to Meditate Makes Sense. And the second one is Introducing Children to Mindfulness. In that one, the second one, I uh, mentioned two techniques. Uh, that's more for uh, younger students. Uh, but I have other tools that I'm going to share for older students. Let me start with the, those two techniques. Maybe people might not have uh, read my uh, blogs, so I'm going to uh, re-share them here. Uh, first one is called Belly Buddies, and uh, kids there listen to a little bit of music while trying to notice the sensations in their bodies. They observe their uh, stomachs rising and falling as they breathe. And uh, a simple activity like this helps kids become more connected to their bodies while focusing on their breath and music. And it could have long-lasting developmental benefits when practiced regularly. The other one is called Spidey Senses, uh, again for younger uh, children. Uh, and that highlights the super focused senses of smell, sight, hearing, taste, and touch that Spider-Man uses to keep tabs on the world around him. This exercise helps encourage the children to pause and focus on the present. And it helps open their awareness to the information their senses bring in. As a uh, classic mindfulness exercise, it also encourages them to be more observant and curious about their five senses. Uh, but I have uh, for um, older, uh, middle school or high school uh, students, I suggest, highly recommend uh, them to be introduced to keeping a gratitude journal. Uh, encouraging students to write down things they are grateful for can improve their mood and outlook. So teachers can incorporate uh, gratitude journaling as a daily activity or homework assignment. Uh, apps like there are apps uh, that can be used it's there's one called grateful and there is one called happy feed uh they we used to use we used to use that on our live show every single morning i love it <laughs> yes yes here you go and uh, they offer digital uh, journaling options while physical journals like uh, the five minute journal uh, is a, an option uh, that can be also used in the classroom for example and also uh, mindfulness exercises like such as deep breathing guided meditations for for their uh, age uh, group uh, for example, on Inside Timer, there are meditations for every each each age group, um, and visualization techniques. Those can help both teachers and students to calm their minds and reduce stress. 
And I have to mention again, this is an app that you not only have put so much work and effort into to commit to sharing so many different meditations, over 70 as of today, 70, um, but it's also completely free. And so for many of our educators here that are looking for resources and strategies that aren't going to be taxing on your bank account, this is such a wonderful place to start with trusted people contributing that we know and love and are part of our Teach Better community. So, so powerful work there. Mm, yes. Um, there are also other three more uh, tools that I really like that I would like to share if I have time. Please. <laughs> uh, so um, the, the, those three uh, tools that teachers could incorporate into their classroom uh, that could help make students feel calmer and more peaceful are one of them is called share circle a group activity that requires vulnerability and listening skills uh, as a share circle and with participants uh, in a circle teacher could pass around the questions on a piece of paper and ask students to listen deeply making sure everyone gets a turn with one positive and one negative emotion and if uh, i would uh, to give examples of those questions for example i feel angry when dot 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 fill the blanks or i feel joyful when I feel unhappy when, I feel hope when, I wish I didn't have to dot, dot, dot. I enjoy dot, dot, dot. So any kind of, I feel afraid when dot, dot, dot. So these are all questions that you can, they can make up any kind of questions and they can invite students to start feeling, thinking about their emotions, about what they are feeling, what they are sensing in their body, in their mind. So it is a great tool. Another one is called uh, positive awareness. And um, with this one, uh, you have students write a list of the things they like about themselves. Uh, if they need a nudge, for example, you can suggest something like, I am cheerful. I am creative. And like, let them write their own and encourage older students to dig a little deeper. Students could afterward um, put this list in a place where they'll often see so that it reinforces the positives they see in themselves. It helps so much with self-confidence, self-esteem, um, self-love. Uh, we need to understand that the things that we want, we need to, we want to give out starts with the self. We need to create that self-belonging, self-love, self-confidence, self-esteem, uh, self-empowerment uh, with children and educators so that they can cultivate that within them and then the overflow goes out to others. Ipek, it sounds like you're advocating for making emotional literacy and emotional flexibility part of our everyday learning. And I, I noticed that you were intentional about naming strong emotions like anger, fear, worry, frustration for those that are looking to improve their mental health and well-being. 
sometimes there may be a misunderstanding that it's a process of suppressing or getting away from those emotions that are hot and confusing. And uh, what would you say is, is part, how, how would you say addressing and, and, and just making friends with those strong emotions might mm -hmm. be part of overall, overall well-being? Uh, it's a, I loved what you said, uh, Brad, uh, emotional literacy. It's so true because um, the problem is, especially young children, they are not able to label their emotions. And when they can lab cannot label and cannot uh, understand their own emotions, that comes out as anger. Because anger is the easiest emotion, easiest negative emotion to uh, reflect um, without knowing what exactly they are feeling. So uh, that's why exactly I, I'm so uh, passionate about uh, bringing mindfulness and meditation into classrooms because when you silence yourself, you start hearing your inner voice and your inner voice tells you what you're feeling, what you're hearing coming within you. So you start to realize, oh, I feel this, I feel that. And that uh, those two tools that I mentioned also in like uh, encourage children to think about their emotions. I feel sad, I feel mad when this, this happens. So now they start to uh, create a connection between, oh, when this happens, I feel this. And when that happens, I feel that. So they get to um, connect with their feelings, their emotions, and they label them and understand them. It's huge. I feel like to start off, I would have to Google types of emotions you can feel because I feel so uneducated. Like you gave a few fear, anger, happiness, joy. And then I'm like, Brad, I ran out of emotion. Like I need a whole list. Think about how rich that discussion could be to get to an emotion that maybe a student doesn't have a word for, doesn't have a name to, and then being able to describe it, how it feels, what it looks like, and then being able to better name it in the future. I think this is such a valuable activity. I know a lot of educators here are familiar with share circles. I really like the way that you laid it out though. It feels, and this is always how I feel when I talk to you, all of your strategies feel so inviting mm -hmm. uh, because I truly find this work so intimidating that mm -hmm. I think this is why when we connected in December, I felt it was so important <laughs> to keep our connection going because I'm always terrified when we talk about like thinking deeply about ourselves and mindfulness. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. It's hard. And all of your strategies are like, Ray, 60 seconds. You can sit in a circle and read off half sheet of paper. You could do this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, if uh, students are hesitant to share openly uh, because it might get intimidating sharing, being vulnerable, especially for teenagers, mm -hmm. uh, teachers could invite them to write them down. They don't have to say them out loud, but the, the idea is, um, having them connecting with themselves and it could be through writing too and yeah. there's one more uh, one more tool uh, that I really like and it could be uh, implemented with any age group student it's called 
stop challenge. Uh, this game encourages students to take a moment and pause when they feel stressed or overwhelmed. And this is an acronym. Uh, stop stands for uh, S is stop. T is take a break, breath, sorry. <laughs> o is observe. And P is proceed. Stop, take a breath, observe, and proceed. And teachers can challenge students to use this technique throughout the day and maybe reward those who successfully practice it with a small something. Mm. I like these suggestions. Brad, I'm so glad that we were able to dive into this conversation. Before we head into weekly giggles, do you mind sharing where our community can get resources like this? I know you've blogged twice for teachbetter.com. I know at the very bottom of those blogs, we have your author bio and how to connect to you on social media, but let's pretend they're not going to go there. How can our community here stay connected to you and these resources? Uh, so most of the resources I get are from a positive psychology website, which is an amazing resource for any kind of mental health uh, and mindfulness uh, stuff. And also um, I, I share all these things uh, in my writings, in my uh, website, in my blogs. And, uh, and I'm planning to write another one for uh, Teach Better. So I'm going to include the, these ones that I shared so that uh, readers of uh, Teach Better uh, will get them too. So yes, thank you for sharing my website. This is my website and I'm um, reachable um, through any social media. I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, in Instagram, all over the place. So when, when you Google my name, <laughs> you get three pages <laughs> worth it's a good thing. That makes it easy. That's what our community likes. Of course, if any of you have any struggles connecting with her, please just reach out to Brad and I. We mm -hmm. both are connected to her and love the work being done and would be more than happy to connect you. Mm -hmm. I hate to transition here, but we're transitioning into something good. Brad, we're getting into some weekly giggles. Let's do this. We are here for some weekly giggles. If you are just tuning in right now, you have missed some really good strategies, not only for us as people, but for our students. This is great to do with your leadership teams. This is good to bring to your own kiddos at home. So please make sure that you're not only connecting with our incredible guests, but also going back and hearing all the incredible strategies, including shout out to our blog department, two very special blogs over at teachbetter.com. Carrie, Liv, Nikki, Sarah, it's just endless educators doing good work over at that blog, over there at teachbetter.com slash blog. Brad, I really love the weekly giggles. So thanks for being willing to do another one here for us. I'm I'm excited to tee this one off, Ray, because I was reflecting on uh, your golfing experience, with which left you a little sore than expected, but hopefully eager to get back out on the course again. And and when you get out on the course, uh, maybe you'll meet uh, this furry fellow. I, I thought, what better way to celebrate Ray Hewitt's golfing activities than a, a, a dog on the golf course uh, that has collected over 6,000 lost golf balls. And not only that, Ray, those golf balls are then donated uh, to charities. So, uh, this eagle-eyed pooch has become 
an expert at finding lost golf balls in London. And uh, his dog, uh, the dog is a Cavapoo named Marlo. Uh, and one day he emerged from the bushes uh, on a walk with his owner on the course with a tideless golf ball. And uh, six years later, he has found over 6,000 of them. And uh, proceeds from the sale of those golf balls are donated to charity. So, uh, you know, the, 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 this, uh, this pooch, uh, this cavapoo is a driving force. Uh, happy to tee off this, uh, this special <laughs> story of dogs that finds lost golf balls. Ray, did any of your golf balls end up in a sand trap or in the water? Oh, did you mean all of my golf balls? Yeah. Is that, is that what you asked? Yes. Um, not all of them, Brad. I think I still have one left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if our uh, if our uh, if our pooch there will dive in, and, and I'm not sure if it's a diving dog. I'm, I don't know. No, poodles are water dogs, so I don't know if the, the cavapoo might uh, have an affinity for diving into the pond and getting to the bottom. But uh, at any rate, uh, I thought that would make you giggle. You know, a couple of your favorite. Well, hopefully, one of your favorite things is going to be golf over the over time. But certainly, I know how much affinity you have for your uh, furry four legged friend. Yeah, at least at least the dog resonated with me. What about you, uh, Epic? Did it re resonate with you? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Always love a good a good yes. puppy moment. And yeah. I have to say, I do have two like doodle mixes. I don't know what they are specifically at my house, and they're both black, like that puppy. So maybe yeah. they need a new friend. Yeah. I'll make sure that there's a link to that story uh, back in our Facebook comments after we sign off. You can circle back, and I'll also make sure uh, Epec and Ray that uh, people have easy access to uh, your website, Epec, as well mm -hmm. as. Uh, uh, your presence on social media so people can connect and you know get connected and, and to stay connected with you thank you very much and uh, what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go to the uh, teach better group on facebook and i will put all the links to insight timer and everything so beautiful they can find it easier i love that you're in that group and epec it's been so wonderful to get to know you but the learning has not ended it will make me so happy to get to see you again in person this October. I am just so thrilled that you are considering submitting a proposal. I might be the obnoxious one in your DMs in May messaging you, making sure you submit. Um, but it's always wonderful to chat with you. And I definitely want to make sure our community takes advantage of, of being connected to you because you're constantly sharing so much. So thank you for coming live with us on a Sunday evening. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure and honor. I so respect all educators. So wonderful. Brad, thanks for coming live with me as well. I know you probably got better things to do on a Sunday, but it was good to hang out with you, buddy. I Thanks, Ray. It's good to hang out with you too. And this, this I live for these Sunday night shows. I, I love it. So I no, I don't have anything better to do. This is where I want to be. And this is what I love to do is to connect with you, Ray, and with wonderful guests like EPEC, as well as with our Teach Better family in the comments. And, and uh, our show is going to be magically transformed into an episode of the teach better talk podcast as well so uh that's in 24 hours you're going out to all of our channels on uh, facebook youtube twitter twitch as well as a a podcast and so uh looking forward to staying connected with everybody and yeah this is exactly where i want to be on a sunday night we will see you all on Wednesday as we are live for our Wednesday wake-up show that happens every single Wednesday. But please don't forget to celebrate Rizzo as our new featured speaker for Teach Better Conference 2023. She joins Kimberly Carthens and CJ Reynolds in that announcement. But do not forget that we are doing announcement every single Sunday for the next few weeks. 
And next week's going to be a doozy, let me tell you. So please make sure you set your alarm for next Sunday because you will not want to miss it. We'll see you later, friends. Have a wonderful week. Thank you.